Hi, welcome to our podcast on conscious creative leadership. The space where we get curious about leadership in the 21st century. I'm Darren Abrahams. And I'm Nadine Benjamin. We see ourselves as conscious creative leaders in an ever-evolving world. We believe we're all leaders in our own right. This podcast is our invitation to you to step into leadership with us. Sometimes it gets messy, but staying curious and open to change can open the doorway to new possibilities. In season two, we look at the daily challenges of leadership and how you can overcome them. Episode five, fear. What lies beyond the comfort zone? Welcome to episode five of the Conscious Creative Leadership Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about fear, what lies beyond the comfort zone. I'm Nadine Benjamin. And I'm Darren Abrahams. Hey, Darren. (laughs) Hey, Nadine. And here we are back again. Yes. Talking about this very big subject. Well, they're sat, they're all they're all major subjects, aren't they? Because mm. of the way that they kind of intersperse, interdisperse, or interspersed, or I don't know how they kind of come into our lives and affect us on a daily basis. So yeah, it's a great one. And we were talking about when we were preparing for this episode that actually fear underlies every one of the other episodes that we're talking about here because we're talking about challenges to leadership yes and whether we're talking about imposter syndrome or whether we're talking about clarifying identity whatever it is there's fear underneath it fear is the resistance yes yes and it kind of it can be very unconscious yes you know a lot of the time it's really unconscious until we make it conscious and it's when we make it conscious that we can actively do something about it so should we dig a little bit deeper into the challenges of um fear fear yeah definitely (laughs) and we were saying also that you can't step into leadership at all without confronting fear. Yeah. Um, because this is all around expansion. We yes. we might be stepping outside of a comfort zone. Every time we are moving forward in our lives, every time we're expanding our reach, expanding our influence, um, then we're going to be hitting up against the resistance. And that resistance is usually a fear of something. Absolutely. And it's that allowing ourselves to feel comfortable with the un comfortable mm-hmm. yeah that is always a thing isn't it that we're in our comfort zone where we're we're kind of really happy where we where we are and then a change occurs which brings up a fear and then we have to decide am I okay being uncomfortable yes can I get comfortable with that yeah and I think as leaders as you were just talking about Darren in this definition of you know expansion you know taking that next step we have to be allowed and give ourselves permission to get uncomfortable (laughs) we do (laughs) (laughs) and like you know um even recording this podcast so I had a a little bit of a fear we had we've got the lovely Megan in the room with us and I'd never met her before and so I had to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable just for a moment and then I was like oh this is okay she's got a wonderful energy this is great you know it's always moving ourselves past our comfort zone and it, it can happen so many times a day. And it's that conscious choice. It's that choice. We have to keep making that choice. Am I going to step into that level of leadership? Am I going to stop resisting? Um, really, really important. Mm. And when we talk about conscious, creative leadership, yeah. 
that idea of the consciousness is the awareness, the awareness that I have a fear, I have a discomfort. Yes. And then sometimes the creativity is how you overcome that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yes. So can we be creative in the way that we um, we approach this? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, one of the biggest fears that come up is the fear of loss. Yeah, so we're going to look at we're going to look at several different types of fear. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, fear of loss. Yeah, and I think this this fear of loss, you know, losing ourselves in relationships. Mm. Yeah, when people cross our our boundaries, or do not have our backs, um, or people that are not mentally or emotionally safe enough for us, you know, just we can feel that like we're losing ourselves if we don't speak up for ourselves because we're so frightened. We stay in, we stay behind the boundary, you know, and actually we need to be coming forward into our own boundaries and saying, this is not okay for me. Um, And that fear, I suppose, allows us to get lost because we're not truly standing in our power. Yes. I think when we're, when we're talking about expansion and we're talking about kind of moving into leadership, this fear of loss, fear of, fear of losing something Yes. You know, whether it's about losing a relationship or losing ourselves in a relationship, because as we move into leadership, we're, ha- we're in new kinds of relationship yes. all the time. Yes. But there are other kinds of loss. We might be fear of losing money, like yes. putting money, investing in something as, yes. we're, as we're moving forward. We talked a lot about identity in a previous episode, kind of losing an identity as yeah. we step forward. And you've just said kind of losing, losing yourself. Yes. Because as you become a leader, sometimes you there's a feeling that you belong to others yes. or at least there's a feeling that comes from other people and i know that's something that 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 you experience quite a lot of the time because people people are always asking you questions aren't they yes. asking you to answer problems for them yes, they yes. Are. <laughs> i'm always getting you know questions about you know how i do what i do um how would i deal with a difficult situation or a challenging situation for someone and my 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 kind of thought process around that is always just to go from my experience because and if they can learn from that experience that's great um and i suppose their fear is is you know i want to get it right mm. you know and um i suppose sometimes when we go into that space i'll just go back to the losing yourself it is an avoidance of stepping into our light you know it's it's that we're too afraid to come above the parapet yeah you know we're t- we're too afraid of um being the one to stand out i've been guilty of that in my past you know of being afraid to stand out um and to be different especially in the opera world yes you know um there's a kind of a tradition and it looks a certain way and i'm not that tradition and i don't look a certain way yeah so um when you t- when you were talking about earlier about you know leadership for every step of leadership you can't do it without fear i had to be fearful and also um let myself know that this was okay this was part of my growth this was part of my expansion and um as i became more comfortable with that people became more comfortable with me mm-hmm. yes isn't that interesting yeah it's really interesting how that happens and you've mentioned um you know this kind of losing identity as well you know falling in love you know the fear of not being able to be seen in this space that somebody's going to take over mm. you know or you're going to you're going to live their life and you won't have your own i mean you've had your kind of like you talk a little bit about 
you know, in relationship space, you know, wishing to really own your own autonomy and yeah. stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I've, I've, I feel in the past I, I really gave myself away in relationship yeah. and um, became, uh, and I don't know what the right word is, I don't want to say enabler because an enabler kind of has other kind of connotations about it, but I definitely kind of, I did. I did a lot of housework. Well, just you know, I, I think I took on often in relationship, taking on kind of a nurturing role of like cooking and cleaning and, yeah. and things like that. And actually, and then because I didn't, it wasn't in consciousness, and I didn't speak up about it. Mm. I became resentful. Yeah. Um, and you know, when we're talking about fear, fear of loss, fear mm. of something, the loss of identity and things, often that is an unconscious thing. We walk into mm. patterns of behavior that have become unconscious. And then suddenly there's a dawning realization that you've done something, you've you've lost something, you've given something away. Um, but it's take it takes a while to get, can take a while to get there. Um, and a lot of the times we don't realize that we've given it away until we leave the relationship and we go, what? Yes. That doesn't happen. Yes. <laughs> so then we spend a load of time then trying to regroup ourselves again. Yeah. I've been guilty of that in the past, also not anymore. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of conditioning around that, isn't yes. there? About roles in relationship and yeah. who you should be and who you shouldn't be, as all other things. You know, and it's interesting that we're talking about relationship and we're mm. we're talking about kind of romantic relationship yeah, here, yeah. but this is in the context of leadership. Yeah. 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 Um, all of these relationships relate to your leadership. Yes. Because actually, if you're giving yourself away anywhere in your life, you're giving yourself away in your private life, in your personal life, mm. then it's harder to step up in your professional life or, yes. yeah, in your service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this consciousness, this consciousness of like what I might lose has got to go, it's, it's got to be everywhere in your life. Yeah, yeah. And I think when we, when we do it in a leadership um, way, um, sometimes we feel that we might lose our integrity or lose our visibility, lose our value, mm. you know. And um, I think that is that is why it's a hundred percent important to be really conscious, yeah, about who you are, and to keep checking into that and <laughs> keep checking into that. As you said before, is the creativity part of that, and then we can understand and take stock of where we're at. And we can keep reshifting, and that's the great thing about a leader is being, being flexible in that. Yeah, you know, so we come up less with the loss part of it because we know exactly where we are. Yes, Do you know, we keep talking about being conscious and bringing awareness to stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm aware that we may not have said how you do that, mm. and I feel that that's really important here in this episode about fear. Yes, because for me. The consciousness is about noticing the fear. Yes, yes. So how you get conscious about something is to recognize a feeling that comes up in the body. Yes. And usually those feelings that come up in the body are around resistance. Yes. So fear is at the heart of that. The fear is at the heart of resistance. So this consciousness piece that we say is that mm. I, I, you said about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. I notice this discomfort in my body. Mm. I can feel where it is. I can feel the emotional content of it. Mm. I know that this um, collection of sensations and emotions 
equals fear. Mm. I recognize that that is what my fear is. But what is the flavor of that fear? Yeah. Is it a fear that says absolutely no way you should do this because that's mm. in my integrity not to do something? Mm. Or is it a fear that is on the border of excitement, mm. which is actually saying, oh, this is a little bit beyond my comfort zone. This is kind of pushing me a little bit further. But it could be exciting rather than fearful because those feelings are very, very close to each other. Mm. And very often we confuse them. So that an, a kind of an excited feeling comes up, and but it feels like fear. So we choose not to do something. Yeah, they have exactly the same modalities. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, so, so one of the ways of doing that is actually when you do feel that it's a fear to go, oh, am I excited about this? Yeah. And notice the, just notice and say, oh, what am I excited about this? And to kind of question that feeling. Mm. But I love the way that you always go into that kind of body zone and I always go into the thought zone, yes. right? So myself would be all about, you know, what are my thoughts related around this? Uh-huh. You know, how am I negatively talking to myself? Because that's, for me, that's normally what I notice in my clients, especially the, the ones that I mentor and coach in Everybody Can, that there's this mentality that um, I can't do this or it's not safe for me or or they're talking all the patternings or the paradigms of how people have spoken to them in, in before and they're mm. not really conscious yeah. about how that is then affecting their bodies and their feelings and they're so disassociated from their bodies yeah. that they're stuck in their heads anyway. So in terms of a, a, a thought process, it is really getting to that space where they go, actually, how am I talking to myself? Mm. You know, what are these negative, recurring, limiting beliefs, you know, that are causing me to feel uncomfortable? And I think when, when somebody can get in a relation to that, that's how they can get into their bodies. And the way that you're talking about when they're in that feeling, then they can get into their thought. Yes. You know, so we've got this this kind of, there's there's different ways in. There are. You know. Yeah. And um, both need that level of respect because we all turn up differently, don't we? Mm. Um, some people, actually, um, it's, not, it's neither feeling nor thought, it's smell. Interesting, yes. Yeah, some people it's colour. Yes. So it's not, we have different ways. We're talking about the more um, common ways of of it happening but other people do um connect with it that way and i guess as we're talking about consciousness the consciousness is also to understand how you experience the world yes <clears throat> yes absolutely. part of your journey of becoming a more conscious person is knowing what works for you knowing what doesn't knowing kind of how your brain is wired lear- learning how you take in information um you know we talk a lot about neurodiversity at the yes. moment um and the idea of a spectrum What's interesting to me is that, you know, if there's a spectrum, then we're all on it. Absolutely. It's not that just some people are on a spectrum and some people aren't. We're all on that spectrum. And in different parts of our lives, we operate in different ways. So there is no neurotypical at all. There is there is how you are. And actually what I what part what I love about a coaching journey is that I get an opportunity to really explore that with someone else to reflect back to me because Usually the way that we process the world is an unconscious thing because it's the way that we process the world. Yes, yeah. um, so the more and more and more that we can become conscious of the things that we do habitually, yes. the more free we are to make clear choices yes. um, and to recognize when we are pushed to the edge of our comfort zone, when that fear thing comes up, yeah. you know, this is the edge of my boundary. 
Yeah, I mean, I love that you brought up neurodiversity. I'm so neurodiverse. <laughs> <You> <laughs> um, um, and I don't talk about it much, but it's dyspraxia, you know, so I've got quite severe dyspraxia, which as I've got more and more um, in under pressure zones as a leader, because we do have these pressure zones of a leader, which, which can at first bring up a fear of losing it. Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because there's this element of overwhelm. Yeah. You know, because you're not used to operating at that level it takes time to adjust so what I found with my neurodiversity is that actually it got worse and I didn't I, and I was wondering what's going on I, I feel quite uncomfortable I'm not recognizing you know and I had to come into awareness and go okay I need to go and seek support with this so I got myself retested and I got um, different tools to help me to, and support me for where I live now not where I lived when I was first diagnosed. Yes. You know, and I'm working with um, sound frequency as well at the moment, which is really supporting that and motability things as well. That again, I kind of give me that space to um, to keep up leveling without the overwhelm, mm. you know, because I for me, that was an issue, you know, that 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 level of uh, that level of overwhelm. So thank you for um, talking about neurodiversity because I think it is a really important thing but it's also really important that we all recognize that as you say we are all on the spectrum yeah and so my level of neurodiversity is not more important than yours but but if I can give you awareness of it and if you can give me awareness of yours we can have an understanding yeah yes I love that yeah it's yeah really it's learning the, the the keys of how to communicate with each other and how to how to create environments that are safe for each of us. And I want to qualify that as well because there's a lot of talk as well about safe space and being safe. Yeah, safety is not about in the way that we're talking about it. Safety is not about being wrapped up in cotton wool and not doing anything. No. <laughs> safety is actually, I think, is about understanding the needs of another person mm. so that you can create an environment in which someone can be a bit more daring yeah. with their lives it's that kind of safety it's that it's that it's the safety of not being judged yes and the safety to understand that you will be accommodated yeah and it's that emotional safety as well yeah. because when that you're inside that vulnerability you know i sometimes have to say you know i can't do this or I don't really like that word, I can't, so I'm going to just scrub that. But I normally say, I need support with this, you know. And people, because I'm so intelligent, people normally go, oh, it's fine, you just do that. No, no, I'm really asking you right now, can you talk to me like I was a 10-year-old and can you explain so I can get my own understanding of what you're saying? A lot of people are in shock when I do that, mm -hmm. you know, because they're expecting a level of proficiency from me that in that moment I cannot give them. Yeah. And so I'm actually, my vulnerability is is, is opening myself to emotional um, emotional unsafety. But I, So the people that I, I'm with have to be really safe for me yeah. when I open up in that way, you know. Um, but yeah, but you. I love that you've gone into that space now because we we talk about fear of process. This is it. Yeah, exactly. This is the perfect <laughs> the perfect segue into the fear of process because we're starting to talk about process. Yes, exactly. It, it, especially you know what you've just said around providing safe spaces for people, etc. You know, and and I think every time. Um, 
we step up at, 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 as a leader. There is this fear, I suppose, of the process of effort. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of effort to be who we are. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but it does. It, you know, and some people compute that as hard work. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I kind of came up with my my own quote this morning. I don't know, as I was like looking at these questions, you know, everyone wishes for the gold, but no one is willing to dig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but I was just sitting there and I was just like, actually, that's really true. It is. You know, and I think that's why um, you and I still have coaches, because we have to keep getting reminded to dig. Yeah, and it takes a lot of digging. <laughs> There's a lot of digging. I feel like I've been digging for years. <laughs> like, for, for most of my life. Amen to that. Yeah. And I imagine that we will continue digging. Absolutely. I don't think it will ever stop. I don't think it will ever, ever, ever stop. But there is gold on the way. Yes. It's not that we're always digging for gold. I think, you know, we talked about, we've got an episode coming up about money. Oh, my God. uh, Which is is going to dig into a lot of these things. But sometimes I think when we're talking about digging for gold, Mm. we are unconsciously talking about digging for financial success. Yes. but it's being able to recognise what is the what is the gold that's on the way because yes. not all of that gold is about financial success. Some of that gold is about relationships that we've talked about. Some yes. of it is about learnings. Yeah. Um, it's also about living and enjoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to talk about that in depth in another episode. We are. So let's go. Let's keep going with the the process. Yes. What other kinds of process? Fear of process. So when let let's to be really clear, when we're talking about a fear of process, we're talking about the fear of the action that you have to take and what it will feel like mm. to go from point A to point B. Yes, absolutely. And the many needs that you have in that moment. Yeah. You know, and we get we can get afraid of asking for our needs. And if you ask for those needs, then there's a fear of being laughed at and a fear of being judged or looking small. Mm. Not looking competent. Oh my goodness! That that's one of the biggest ones in corporate ladder. Is if I ask for support or some help or advice, then I'm not competent enough. Mm. You know, um, yeah. That that level of process means that in order for me to grow, I have to say I don't know. It's massive. It is, which kind of reaches back into our episode about imposter syndrome. Yeah. I mean, it's not always about imposter syndrome, no. um, but there is a, a big, big connection, kind of that fear of being of being ridiculed because I'm the wrong person, mm. I'm not in the right place, I don't have the skills, mm. or, or all of those things that come up. Yeah, so we don't ask for help, and we don't ask for yeah. support when we need it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other fear of process that we'd... Um, sacrifice. Oh, yes. Yeah, what I might have to give up in the process of getting to where I want to go. Yes. I know there's a connection to loss, to fear of loss, but I feel this is slightly different because it's what in the process of doing something, do I have to give up 
my social life? Mm. Do I have to give up a relationship? Mm. Do I have to give up on, you know, some of the like the indulgences that we enjoy? Mm. Um, so when you're when you're looking at a process of development of of stepping into leadership, then sometimes we do have to look at ourselves really really closely and think, well, are these habits? Are these different behaviors really serving me, even if they are comfort zone things? Yes. You know, eating too much, watching too much TV. That's my big one. <laughs> my, my, my big kind of yeah. like, my kind of addiction, I guess, is mm. like, is watching TV. Mm. And what, like, in recent years, it's been about watching YouTube videos and like getting kind of mm. locked, lost in a spiral of YouTube videos. Mm. So if I really was going to step up into leadership, I might have to sacrifice that mm. and I like it I enjoy it yeah um so I think those those can be fears to stop us from moving forward I really identify with that I'm just about to start a role at ENO and already I've sacrificed my hot chocolate this morning yes no it's real <laughs> because the more chocolate I have in, and sugary things I have in my system the the less clear my voice is. Yes. So I'm a professional and I'm being prepared for a professional job. I need to get rid of the things that don't give me that clarity, mm -hmm. not just in speaking, but in my singing voice. Um, I'm also, I've already booked into um, personal classes for uh, training when I get into London so I can get my... Um, you mean Alexa Fitness classes? Yes, yeah. to get my stamina back up again. Um, and I've already locked in when I'm, when it's going to be my sleep and rest time. So, you know, so so I, I, I'm kind of going into like regiment. Yeah. You know, but an athlete, we, we're like athletes. That's what we have to do. Yeah. And so we have to lock in this different set, set of habits, you know, this different set of uh, practices as leaders that we know work. Yeah. And that help us manifest the result that we wish to get. Yes. You know, I just I just think to myself and I was thinking to myself secretly this this morning was, you know, what if you didn't just do that when you had a job? <laughs> what, what if, if you, you kept it going the whole time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What if you kept that going the whole time? So I'm playing with that at the moment. And that's my next level of leadership. You yeah. know, what does it look like to have that level of consistency in that way for those things to optimize me as an artist? But what about if they really optimize me as a person? Which leads us to our last big fear, yes, which is the fear of greatness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we mean by that? Um, really, it's all, it's about it's about a fear of results mm. and a fear of outcomes. Mm. So for us, we talk about greatness because we are talking about stepping into leadership, not only leadership of others, but leadership of self. Yes. And when we're stepping into leadership of self, then we do become great. Yes, we do. We become greater than we were. Um and that can be fearful in itself. Like, what if, what you know, what if that changes everything about my life mm -hmm. if I become greater? Um, it, I mean, it does. It relates to fear of loss. It relates to fear of process. It relates to a lot of the things we've talked about. But it's the cul culmination of those things. Will I like the person I'm going to be? Yeah. Will I like the people that are surrounding me? Um, 
will I be able to maintain this level of discipline and and focus and consciousness to step into greatness? Um, All of those things, I think, can stop us from moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting that you that you talk about it from that framework because it's about visibility, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So everything that you're doing in that capacity makes you more and more visible. And when we're under the spotlight, when we're in that spotlight, it's like, oh, my God. Can I cope? Can I can I withstand? Can I still shine brightly under pressure without breaking down? Yes. Without overwhelm, without um, being unrealistic about my expectations of me and of myself to others. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's a really great one to um, to manage. Actually, and I think that's something I have to manage all of the time. Yes. You know, when somebody says to me, you did a great job, Nadine, that was fantastic. I'm sure for you, Darren, you know, like you you, you deal on more global stuff, you know. But when somebody says that you've done great for the environment or something, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, does that mean then that I've I've got to do that again? <laughs> you know, that, that you know, that can have that 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 kind of terror barrier around to true it's about standard isn't it yes absolutely can you maintain a standard exactly do you remember it's like it's it's 11 years ago now that (laughs) um i ran with with um my friend arlene rolf we ran the singing entrepreneur forum where we were bringing we were looking at the singing industry from a perspective of well from a broader perspective and looking at redefining success yes and one of the one of the talks was about the everyday voice yes so from from a singer who is has very very stellar career yeah and was talking about how he maintains his standard of voice is that actually he know, he needs to know that on a on a bad day on yes. an off day the standard and level of his singing is still good enough to stand on the stage at the Royal Opera House. Yes. And, you know, we're talking, that's a very specific kind of career. But actually, whatever it is that you do, whatever your role, whatever your leadership plays, even, you know, if we're talking about in the home, you know, mm. you're being a great parent or being um, being a great partner, yeah. is that we want to main, ensure that our... The, the standard on our on our least good days yes. meets our value absolutely i mean i and and i'll speak to the first example that you gave i am not allowed to get on the stage unless i'm i'm not below 70 percent yes i cannot go below 70 percent because that's not good enough mm-hmm. you know it just isn't you yeah. know people are paying to come and see me you know but a different standard, like you spoke about, you know, maybe with a family member, is do I phone my mum? You know, am I, you know, yes. the simplest. Do I take the time to yeah, do it? Yeah, it's a simpler standard, but but it's still a standard. Yeah. A level of connection, a level of relation, you know, making sure that the person that I wish to be is inclusive, mm-hmm. you know, of those connections that I know are really important to me. And this is where the high performance habits that we talk about in our first season really yeah. come in. It's about just a, a series of everyday habits or practices yes. that help you to maintain that standard. Yes, yes. And you know, we're talking about fear here. Yeah. I think once you have a regular practice yeah. that keeps your standard, yeah. 
it helps to keep the fear at bay. Yes, absolutely. Because you practice, you you practice stepping up. Yes. You practice, you have a series of different um, different things that you do or think about um, that help you to keep that standard. So therefore, well, actually, just all that happens is this at the. Uh, the boundary moves a little bit further exactly. and what brings up the fear is a little bit further yeah, on exactly it yeah. doesn't stop it's a cycle it doesn't stop <laughs> but that, but it's but there but it expands yes and i love what um because some people might be listening to us and be thinking that we're talking about habits and we're talking about practices and what do we mean by habits and practices habits and practices but for some people they might know the term as discipline Mm. You know, and I love the Will Will Smith quote that discipline is self care. Oh yes, that's great. I just love it. Yes, you know because actually it's saying if I do something on a consistent basis to 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 really look after myself, to really look after others, I then role model the person I wish to be in the world. That way, I can expand, grow, and be all I need to be in the world. And I just, I just, I just love that. And then, as you say, there will not be any imposter syndrome. No, because you're being authentic. You're truly living into the person that you you live. In that, though, in seeking greatness, right? In seeking greatness, there is that thing around. What is your intention when you're seeking greatness? So sometimes people can fear this greatness when they're just seeking validation, Mm. when they're just seeking um, significance, when they're just um, seeking um, an ego-driven kind of status, yeah? So greatness in itself is about us stepping into our joy and into our value and into the best of ourselves on a consistent basis. But... The other side of what somebody can sometimes perceive uh, uh, greatness is that ego and power and I'm the big shot and and look at me, you know. And actually, the greatness that we're really talking about in leadership is not the one taken by a dictator. Yeah. But some one, but one taken by a true conscious person a true conscious creative leader which which takes us back to that idea of service yes and here the final thing we wanted to talk about in this in this episode today Mm. is that if it is scary Mm. and if it's hard and uh, all the things that we've talked about why do you do it yes what is the reason why step into the arena yes um that great quote that Brene Brown uses about stepping into the arena yeah um why yeah why do it and mm. i think it has to come back to this idea of necessity like yeah. what is it that what is the underlying purpose that means that i have to get out of bed in the morning and carry on with these practices go through this challenging process mm. even if i'm going to lose something about myself or, or all of that stuff we talked about mm. what is it mm. that gets you up and and i i truly believe that it comes back down to the idea of service yeah absolutely it's how Every are we time. contributing to the world and not in a self-sacrificial way. Mm. We're not talking about martyrdom here. No. We are talking about service which is that comes from joy, that yes. comes from your skill set, that comes from what comes naturally to you. Um, I, re- I, I believe that humans are here on this planet to be of service to each other, to contribute to a greater life for everyone. Absolutely. And that is a good enough reason for overcoming your fear. 
Absolutely. Did you know that that's the con? The, that is the actually actual contract of marriage is to be of service. Is it really? I know. I do, I only found it out the other day that somebody said that you know that the the whole meaning. But of course, there's the other side of it that you know is to do with. Um, property and all the rest yeah, of when it. Yeah, when one person is giving the service, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. other one is receiving all the service. Yes. But, but, you know, but the actual, you know, true essence of marriage or true essence of partners is is that thing of how can we both serve each other on a daily basis? And actually, when you look at it like that, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And actually, it makes it... Um, uh, more um, expanded over every every relationship you have, yeah. you know, because how can it be in friendship and mm. be in service in, in family and, you know, in your favourite charity and, you know, it doesn't have to be like, I have to save the world. It's just like, how can I be useful right now? Yeah. Just in this moment. Yeah. You know, so... Simple, yeah. simple. So, Nadine, we always leave people with a question. What is the question that we are leaving people with today? Well, I think we've got two questions. I'm going to ask one and maybe you can ask the other okay. one. Yeah, is um, one of the questions is in relation to fear, when you think about fear, what holds you back? What really, when, you, when you're really honest with yourself, when you're really authentic with yourself, what really holds you back? Nice. And in mirror to that. So if we're being held back, the question is, and what pushes you beyond fear? Yeah. What is the thing that is going to help you overcome that? Yeah. Feel the discomfort and move forward anyway. So what pushes you beyond fear? Thank you, Darren. I mean, I just, you know, I know our friendship pushes me beyond fear. And um, uh, if that could be one for you, <laughs> anybody here, then just know that that is also valid. <laughs> So, um, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this session. I'm Nadine Benjamin. And I'm Darren Abrahams. And we will see you next time. Take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this journey of conscious, creative leadership. If you'd like to know more, check out the show notes for links and send us a message at Conscious Creative Leadership on Instagram. Stay Stay conscious, conscious, stay stay creative, creative, stay stay self-led.